This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car or a house. It's the four wheels that get you where you're going and the four walls that welcome you home. When you combine auto and home insurance with Amica, we'll help protect it all. And the more you cover, the more you can save. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. President-elect says America prevailed. Respecting the will of the people is at the heart of our democracy. Vaccine rollout intensifies. It is historic, and we are all living history. Attorney General Barr resigns. The White House insists that he was not forced out. Good morning. I'm Steve Kathan with the CBS World News Roundup. On a day when Americans got the first COVID-19 vaccine shots, state electors confirmed Joe Biden as the next president, a man who has vowed to make the pandemic his top priority. And as we hear from CBS's Steve Futterman, the president-elect called the attacks on the election unconscionable. Just hours after the Electoral College reaffirmed his election, Joe Biden addressed the American people. Our democracy pushed, tested, threatened, proved to be resilient. He didn't hide his displeasure with the legal efforts of the last few weeks, which have attempted to reverse the results. Time and again, President Trump's lawyers presented arguments to state officials state and federal courts. And he called it an affront to democracy. It's a position so extreme, we've never seen it before. Earlier in the day, the electors of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, in state after state, New Jersey Electoral College, Electoral College members cast their votes. For Joseph Biden. Although it seems to be over, there is still one more step in all this. Congress must certify the Electoral College vote. That's set to take place on January 6th. Steve Futterman, CBS News. One of the last world leaders to congratulate Mr. Biden did today. Russia's Vladimir Putin put out a statement wishing him every success. Well, the American death toll in the coronavirus pandemic now tops 300,000. CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti has the latest on the overwhelming situation in the nation's hospitals. In California, hospitalizations are up almost 250% in the last month. At USC Medical Center in Los Angeles, capacity is falling fast. This morning, we had no more ICU beds. Dr. Frank Lavecchio works in the ER at Valleywise Medical Center in Phoenix. He says his hospital is treating more coronavirus patients than at any other phase of the pandemic. The positives are it's almost over. The negatives are it's going to be a tough haul. 
for at least the next 90 days. We're going to be at capacity, over capacity. Over the last week, the U.S. has averaged more than 2,200 COVID-related deaths per day. People like 86-year-old David Childress, his wife of 66 years, Judy, was by his hospital bed. So many families don't get to do that, and they're all alone and I was blessed. I was just so blessed. Correspondent David Begno has more on the historic vaccine rollout. Okay, little poke. One, two, three. Frontline workers are leading the way yet again. <laughs> receiving doses of Pfizer's coronavirus vaccine. Dr. Militia Cumberland was the first person vaccinated at her hospital in Connecticut. Do you have any symptoms after the shot? No, outside of some regular, you know, when you get a shot, you have that soreness in your arm. Dr. Cumberland says she's aware of the public's concerns. I'm proud of myself for doing it. Proud of yourself, why? Because I was selfless. I did it Mm -hmm. to make sure that, yes, you know, I'm safe, but I did it to start to almost build trust within our community and to really say, you know, we trust science. Now, U.S. leaders want to vaccinate about 50 million people by February. Reaching that number will also depend on the FDA's approval of the Moderna vaccine, which could be available for distribution as early as next week. Now to Washington, where a $748 billion bipartisan coronavirus relief package is now the focus of attention. The scaled-back plan would hold off on any state and local aid, at least for now. Attorney General William Barr handed in his resignation yesterday. CBS's Ben Tracy says one of the president's top allies did not go along with the administration's unfounded claim of election fraud. Sources tell CBS News Attorney General Bill Barr was not forced out of his job. His resignation letter is a full-page tribute to President Trump. Barr writes the president's unprecedented achievements in the face of a partisan onslaught. Bill Barr should have stepped up. But lately, President Trump has been upset that Barr said the Department of Justice found no evidence of widespread fraud in the 2020 election. Barr also followed Justice Department procedure when he did not reveal a federal investigation into Hunter Biden during the campaign. But it clearly angered the president. Bill Barr, I believe, not believe, I know, had an obligation to set the record straight. Barr's resignation came after the two met at the White House on Monday. In a tweet, President Trump said our relationship has been a very good one and that Barr has done an outstanding job. Forecasters are saying it could be the worst snowstorm in years for many parts of the East Coast. WCBS-TV's Lonnie Quinn says the snow that starts tomorrow could get deep. Pennsylvania along the I-81 corridor, 16 to 24 inches, maybe over two feet of snow in some spots. From Philadelphia to New York to Providence, about 5 to 10 inches. But right outside the city, I'm talking a foot or more, maybe up to 16 inches of snow. The storm's likely to have an impact from Virginia on into New England. In South Haven, Mississippi, police say a two-year-old boy was abandoned at a Goodwill donation outlet, left there with a plastic bag that contained a note and a change of clothes. Security footage helped police arrest a suspect in the case in Memphis, Tennessee. Well, it seems automakers have seen the lights about headlights. Just five years ago, only two of 95 vehicles tested by the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety achieved a good headlight rating. President David Harkey says this year it was 85 out of 185 models. We've been uh, very pleased to see how automakers have progressed 
to meet the consumer need. Good headlights like the road ahead without blinding oncoming drivers. Jeff Gilbert, CBS News, Detroit. Tony winning Broadway performer and choreographer Anne Ryan King has died. The name on everybody's lips is gonna be Roxanne. Her physical and bold style energized the revival of Chicago. Leslie Odom Jr. calls Ryan King a legend and a mentor. Ryan King was 71. She died while visiting family in Seattle. No cause of death disclosed. With Christmas getting closer, CBS's Elise Preston tells us today is one of the unofficial deadline days in the scramble to get stuff where you want it to go for the holidays. I am dropping off Christmas gifts for my sister, my nephew. With increased online shopping and fewer in-person get-togethers, industry analysts say this year about 3 billion packages are being shipped between Thanksgiving and Christmas. The deadline for ground shipping from major carriers is Tuesday, December 15th. Greeting cards have to be mailed by the 18th. From the 19th onward, there are pricier options for priority mail and select express and overnight services. Today is also the last day of open enrollment for Obamacare in 36 states that use healthcare.gov. Today's the deadline for coverage beginning January 1st. Another 14 states and D.C. have later sign-up deadline dates. That's the Roundup. I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app. Nancy's love story could have been ripped right out of the pages of one of her own novels. She was a romance mystery writer who happens to be married to a chef. But this story didn't end with a happily ever after. When I stepped into the kitchen, I could see that Chef Brophy was on the ground, and I heard somebody say, call 911. As writers, we'd written our share of murder mysteries. So when suspicion turned to Dan's wife, Nancy, we weren't that surprised. The first person they look at would be the spouse. We understand that's usually the way they do it. But we began to wonder, had Nancy gotten so wrapped up in her own novels... There are murders in all of the books. ...that she was playing them out in real life? You can listen to Happily Never After, Dan and Nancy, early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert, and I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure, because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. 
It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.